You're listening to the We Are Libertarians podcast network. Find all of our shows at wearelibertarians.com. You're listening to the We Are Libertarians network. Learn more at wearelibertarians.com. This is episode number, I don't know, what is this, 330, 329 of East Antonio's favorite podcast? This is uh, Jeremiah Morrill and uh, Dakota Davis, uh, 330, and special guest host, uh, I think it's the youngest guest host we've ever had in the history of the show, Dakota. What are we doing? Today's episode features the two of us, and then also Jackson Davis. Jackson, you want to say hi really quick? No. No. Okay. No good. All right. He's, we... about, he's about like Guffy then. We are sitting at the boat ramp at Westwood Lake, the uh, the park here, and we just got off of the lake doing a Patreon episode, and we're going to talk to you guys a little bit today about basically Westwood, what we saw out here. It was a lot of fun, and then we're going to talk about some people who have filed for office already, and uh, Jeremiah has cracked open a can of worms with a post on Facebook dealing with the city of Newcastle trash, and then at the end... Jeremiah has a funny story about his brand new truck, so make sure you stick around if you want to hear that. This show's about our lives in rural Indiana. are here to push your boundaries and make you think as individuals. Sometimes we'll provoke you, other times we'll make you laugh, but hopefully you'll always learn something new. Uh, I think if you go back and listen to the Patreon, you're going to learn uh, just how many times Jackson fell down. That's right, yeah. Patreon.com slash Boss Hog of Liberty. That's where you can go to support the show on a monetary basis every single month. Um, yeah, we literally just walked out onto the frozen lake and uh, it was a lot of fun and it's some great content. We do a 20 minute bonus episode every week for our patrons. Now, when it's below 32 degrees, there might be shrinkage. It, no, it happens to everybody. It's There's crazy. nothing to be ashamed of. But sometimes that can happen. Completely normal. Nothing to worry about. Uh, I will say that after after going out there and looking at how it, you get to like the end of the weekend, I if you're listening to this on Thursday night or Friday morning, you can go get yourself some ice fishing gear and you can have some fun out here on Saturday or Sunday. Get the get the little hut, get a couple five gallon buckets, and get an auger. And there are going to be some bluegill and crappie to catch out here. And it I. It, like I'm 50 50 on whether I would do it, but it's definitely worth it. Westwood, we're the only two people out, or the only two vehicles out here. Of course, we have producer Jackson. Uh, producer Zach is uh, on assignment tonight. Uh, but 35 bucks for the year you can come out here, Westwood, and you can come out as much as you want to. I'm a huge fan of this park. Uh, it's really one of my favorite places to be in the county. We live less than 10 minutes away. So it's great for us. Jackson and I have been coming out here since he was a baby. I mean, ever since he was uh, basically big enough to fit into the backpack carrier that I had for him. Um, we've been coming out here and walking around. Um, it's always kept very clean. They have a great crew out here that keep the trails pretty, cl- pretty clean and clear. Um, biking, there's a 10-mile loop, and it's great for biking and trail running. There's also horse trails out here, and then just the recreation on the lake alone is great. It is. I'm done. 
it's great for kayaking and um especially because it's a uh, electric trolling motors only so there's no wake there's no wake now i will say that it is overrun with the menace from the north that's true the canadian geese are here but i also know that there's a goose hunting season so this is you know you can come out here and scout them and and just like just like when you're looking at deer you can find the goose you want to take to harvest very dwight Schrudian. That's true. And Use every part of the goose. Jackson and I did, I said this in the Patreon episode, but we saw a bald eagle on the way here, very close by. So he's probably been, he probably lives close to here. And because the lake is frozen, he's scouting other places looking for food. I don't know. I think he's, I think he can't get in the lake and he's just waiting or he's waiting on one of those Canadian geese to trip and fall and he can, he can get in America's, America's revenge. Uh, now let's, let's talk about the news here real quick. The the filing deadline, uh, has started for, for candidates running for office. Correct. Um, we've been covering this stuff since 2017. Uh, we're going to have a congressional race, which is probably the biggest news. Greg Pence is retiring. Uh, we know that, uh, state representative Mike Speedy is getting in and we, we are going to have a number of other candidates in that race for sixth district Congress. So Dakota, you get to meet all the people running for Congress again, except for the one that wins probably, but you're going to get to meet everybody else. I can't wait. Uh, yeah, I, this is going to be a really interesting candidate series. If we can get everybody in, we need to also be trying governor. Uh, and then locally, of course, that's our, the bread and butter of the show. Uh, I've already heard from, uh, Judge Lansinger, who you guys remember from the fall, he won the city election uh, mm-hmm. to be city judge. Uh, he's filed and he's going to be running for circuit court three. Uh, so uh, Judge David McCord and Judge uh, Lansinger are going to be facing off. Uh, and we're going to have a competitive circuit course race, which we've never had in the history of the show. Um, the at-large county council uh, races are coming up. And uh longtime friend of the show. Uh, by the way, we we didn't mention our uh, our fifty dollar a month patrons. That's our fault. Uh, this is what happens when we're out here mobile. Uh, but uh, John Phillips of Andy Moore Buick GMC he filed for the uh, at large county council race. So he, he ran the city council, uh, and now he's going to be you know checking in with the forty nine thousand people that live across this, this county. Hey, don't mess with me. And also, um, as of yesterday, a gentleman by the name of Clint Weaver has also filed to run for county council at large. We haven't heard his name on the ballot before. Uh, so he's uh, going to be new on to the citizens of Henry County, but he has filed to run as a Republican. So that's breaking news. Uh, and then, of course, uh, there are some some existing folks on there as well. Uh, Harold Griffin, the, I don't think he's publicly said if he's running again or not. Uh, Betsy Mills. So... Um, I haven't seen any official filings except for the one, the three that we've just mentioned. Yeah. Uh, going to be very interesting. Uh, and then it's, I think it, there's rumor that uh, we're going to have some competitive count, county commissioner races as well. So uh, it feels like we just went through this cycle a couple of weeks ago, uh, but that is already coming back. So um, Jackson is, uh, Jackson is working his way through the snack bag. He's already had one granola bar. He's now asking for fruit snacks. How many snacks is he going to eat in the history in the, throughout the show? I don't know. He's a snacky boy. Yeah, I'm, me too. Yeah. It's almost dinner time, so I can I can I can side with that. Also, um, today was grocery day, 
So he's got he's got fresh snacks. He's got fresh snacks. He's got the so fresh snacks. Whatever it is. All right. So I Dakota, I kind of started something to th- this week, and I didn't mean to. Um, it was not intentional. But I'm sitting on the south side of Muncie, where my day job is, and there was a city of Newcastle trash truck that came rolling by on Madison Street. And I said, oh, I forgot that we still send the city trash all the way up to Muncie and they don't just bring it to Buster's. So I was just, you know, stream of consciousness. I made a little Facebook post and within an hour, that thing had like a thousand views, shares, comments, and my DMs were blowing up with people talking to me about it. I was like, holy cow, this is a real issue because people have forgotten. There was like this test trial deal. Oh boy, we have a, a request for the Banos. Okay. Good Jeremiah, luck. Jeremiah, you want to keep talking? <laughs> He's just going to go eat. I think we need to pause it for a okay, minute. Let's pause. All right. What a long walk to the bathhouse. How are the bathroom facilities at Westwood? They're very clean, very great. Very good. All right. So, as I was saying, we. we we uh we started a little something with the uh with the folks there on on the facebook post newcastle started trucking its trash and there was some sort of a controversy i don't know exactly what happened but uh the city department of public works said hey we think we're tearing up our trucks so we're not going to send send stuff out to the dump on spiceland pike we're going to send it up that nice road to muncie but it's like 20 miles each way uh that's a lot of fuel dakota yeah, I don't. They said that they were spending like $1,200 a month on flat tires is something that I saw in your post. And I don't see how $1,200 a month for, on flat tires can justify the costs of all the man hours of driving the trucks up there to wait in line with Muncie's trash. You know, they're not. It's not just a direct in to dump. You got to think, hey, you know, those the people of Muncie really want their local city streets getting all these trash trucks from out of town, too. I don't know. I can see it for a short term. Like, it makes sense. Hey, I get it. If you needed to if you needed okay. to do something for, you know, for three months or five months, cool. But when you get to be three years on the back end of it, it, it just doesn't make a heck of a lot of sense to send a truck in. Uh, every, uh, like, a, a single dump truck every time. Oh, we are speaking Spanish. And eating, uh, what, 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 this is this, uh, uh, an Aldi brand Slim Jim, an Aldi Slim Jim. It's Sims branded. It's very German came over on the boat. So I don't know. I don't know what's going to come of it. If the, you know, I'd, obviously it's just my Facebook post and me noticing it, but the response I got, I was really surprised at how, how it took off. Well, I saw your post and I was, I was also surprised at the amount of comments that it was getting, but Above that, I remembered us talking about it on our podcast, and at the time, I thought that it was just a temporary thing. I thought it was just like they were negotiating with uh, Hayes Landfill about stuff, and then eventually it was all going to get settled, it was all going to get taken care of, and that was going to be it. But then, apparently, there's a there was a three-year agreement. I don't know. I mean, it, it sounds like... Now we're thirsty. Yeah, but uh, it it almost seems like okay if it's going to be three years, four years, five years, whatever. At some point, you just want to build a transfer station and start putting stuff on like big trucks and sending it in or sending it away versus just sending your individual trash trucks up. I don't know. It just seems it seems wild to me. Uh, but maybe it makes sense. I don't know. It it just doesn't. This you know the city elected a, an administration and this is what you got. 
Um, it'll be there's gonna be a whole lot of miles on some trash trucks in a few years. That's, a, the, that's kind of the thing is like it's not it. It's one of those things that if you are someone who's really plugged into the city of Newcastle politics and you're going to know about it and you might care a little bit, but the average citizen of Newcastle, their trash is getting picked up and hauled I'm away. Scared. What's the matter? You have to wait just a second, buddy. Okay. What? What's wrong? You made a weird thing with your mouth. What was that about? It's funny. After four bags of fruit snacks, a granola bar, and a and a Slim Jim, you get thirsty. All of a sudden, he's thirsty. I do have some water in the truck. We're going to. It also begs the question, though. Like, since this has still been going on, we didn't hear anything about it during the city election cycle. Yeah, it was. You know, I'm really. Thank you. <laughs> Yeah. It is so cold that the water has frozen, and Jackson has noticed it. The whole lake is an ice cube, not just your water bottle. Um, if you set that on the dash, put your lid back on it. It'll warm. It'll it'll melt the rest of it. Where's your lid? You got your lid? It would be a science experiment, or not? Um, yeah, it, it is interesting that that wasn't an issue in the city election. Yeah, I don't. That that was one thing that came across my mind. Is like I'm surprised that we that clay. Morgan didn't talk anything about it, you know, but yeah. maybe, maybe that's because it does make sense logistically. And we just don't know. I mean, we're just kind of talking without knowing the inner details, right? I don't know anything about it. Yeah. I, it, it's to an outsider, it's just, you, you're just rolling along and all of a sudden you're in Muncie and you see Newcastle trash trucks and you go, huh, that's different. Now I'm not a genius Dakota at all. In fact, I'm going to confess to a mistake I made uh, this week. It's been below zero all week. Yes. Uh, overnight. Negative three, negative four, negative five. And uh, this, this new diesel truck I got from, uh, from the GMC folks, it, it says that if it's below zero, you're supposed to plug it in. And I'm not used to this. I, do, you, do you plug in your work truck? Is this the thing you do? Yeah, during the COVID days, whenever we took our trucks home. Um, that winter I did keep it plugged in at my house, but because I keep it in a garage, yeah, it stays it 60 degrees in there. So, so I plugged in the cord and of course I didn't go buy like a new extension cord. The, the cord that comes with the truck is like, I don't know, four feet long. And I grabbed, I grabbed this heavy gauge orange extension cord that I have that is not flexible it was already cold and frozen so it was like trying to move like a frozen hose around and it's brand new yeah uh so i i've got it i it barely reached the truck uh and i was pretty good monday monday morning i had it plugged in unplugged it drove away no problem tuesday backed my truck in did it no problem wednesday got in the truck i remote started it with my phone with the old app started my truck that's cool drove away uh, got to Riley Elementary School and said, oh, no. Oh, no. I didn't unplug my truck. So I stopped, pulled into Riley, looked at the front of the truck, and I'm like, is there a shredded cord? What's yeah. what's left? Yeah. And there's nothing there. It looks fine. I'm like, well, now I have to retrace my steps. Yeah. So I have to go all the way back to my house, and I'm just looking in the dusk, looking for this orange cord or this black cord frayed. God only knows what's happened. And I uh, made it all the way back to my driveway and it was laying right there. It never left. Huh. It didn't, uh, it was like a breakaway. The, the, the engineers at GM, it was like they knew I was a moron. 
and is they, it a replaceable breakaway or is it uh, you have to get changed? It was fine. It just it plugs into a port and it's almost like uh, if you've ever plugged in like a seven way trailer truck uh, trailer pin. It was almost like that, but it's not as positive of a connection, and it's only got two or three pins on it, so it was fine. But I was like, "All right," I had told myself, "I need a post note on the steering wheel, like set this, set yourself up for success." Right? Yeah. And I got mad at myself, and then I had there was a Shannon uh, Joey Molinero's father in law. He's like, "What I do with my diesel truck is I lay that cord over my my mirror, so I know, and that's a great plan." Except I had that short cord that wouldn't reach it yeah, wouldn't go right. by the mirror right do that so i couldn't I, it wasn't going to work i'd have to buy a new cord and that's a that's 15 dollars out of my pocket <laughs> for the four days a year i need to plug this thing in uh but then i thought man this is gm needs to figure this out what i've got an alert for hey I, there's dew on the windshield i've got an alert that says hey uh, uh we, we can't get this side sensor to work or you're crossing out of your lane why don't i have a thing that says hey dummy your truck's still plugged in. Yeah, that is really surprising. Because you even get a ding. Seatbelt ding. All of everything under the world's got a if warning. If you opened up the back door before you drive, then all of a sudden it's like, make sure you check the back seat. This warns me if I've left my cell phone in the charger. Like it's plugged in and, and it's still in the port. So that'll tell you if your phone's plugged in, but not if the whole freaking truck. Yeah, but if in. the truck's plugged in, it's like, nope, good luck. Full send. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. That is interesting. Hmm. Now, I the the plug-in on my work truck, it is literally, it's basically the male connection of a cord, but it's just coming directly out of the body of the back of the truck. Yeah, yeah. And that's very common. Like That's the way it was back when I was a kid in the 80s, 90s. You'd just have the extension cord plug coming out, and it's just like you're going to plug it into the, you just put a regular extension cord on it or not. Yeah. Now it's this proprietary cord. And I, maybe this is just so GM can stick it to you. Uh, cause it, oh, I bought the used truck, but it didn't have the cord. Well, that's $98 at the parts department. Right. right. Uh, but I've got the cord, I plugged it in and it, it broke away just fine. So I, it just, of course, if they added the sensor I'm asking for, it'd probably be another thousand dollars for the truck. So yeah. I'm sure personal responsibility. Just that was in the Denali plus package. Yeah. The Denali ultimate platinum mountain climbing, uh, AT four yeah. Cheyenne. Um, have you been paying attention to the electric cars? There's been a lot of stories about these electric cars that are getting uh, that are that are getting people stranded. Yeah, I saw that. And then our buddy Chris Gold, he's a Tesla owner. Four bald tires and a Tesla. Yeah, and uh, he was saying that it's a exactly thirty percent drop in efficiency for his battery power. So, but the Tesla has the range right, and it. It does calculate it, you know. It's always at least updating. you get that, right? Yeah, I mean, at least it's not like you're totally blindsided. You think that you have 50 miles, and then all of a sudden it's like zero. The alarming thing I've seen from these upper Midwest states for the Tesla drivers is that once they get to zero, they go to a rapid charger, and there there's all this news video of people that are sitting there, and it's like, yep, been here three hours, still at zero percent. The batteries aren't warm enough to take a charge, mm, and that's yeah. when you're just like. You're totally hosed. Yeah. I totally hosed. That. that makes a lot of sense, though. Um, because you have to have a certain temperature to be able to, to be able to take it. They're going to have to figure out what they figured out with diesel trucks with the engine block heater. Is it some type of plug-in heater to keep the batteries warm? That's the only thing I can think of. You keep your batteries warm, and but, I mean, then you're going to be taking away 
you, you're, you're sucking out range, right? right. It's like how, how much air conditioning you want to use driving down the road. How much heat do you want to run down, going down the road? Because all of that is reducing your, your ability. Hell, even charging your cell phone going down the road is actually discharging the car, right? Right. And it's, a, it's an emerging technology and it's not, well, I'm not anti electric car at all. Um, it's an emerging tech and it's, it needs to get development. It needs to work. Uh, the first 20 years of combustion engine cars, they were not all exactly perfectly sorted. Right. Yeah. And that was, Audrey and I were talking about this the other night and I had, I've been seeing so much about hydrogen fueled vehicles as well. And hydrogen is already a really cold fuel source. So I wonder if it performs better during extremely cold bouts and it's something that is just refueled like a regular vehicle well and it's been you know every when you bring something to market in the united states it is hard to know where it's going to be used right Right. you buy a car in california or in in florida that's one thing uh it's been below zero in knoxville tennessee and they just got nine inches of snow dropped on them that's way out of the ordinary for them. But if you're in Detroit or in Mich- in, uh, in in Northern Illinois or Wisconsin, and you've got that electric car, uh, it's th- it's not a surprise that it's five below, right? Yeah. So I don't know. It's uh, the same thing happens though with diesel trucks too. Um, I've, I joke all the time with people that you know you go by you 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 fill your semi up down in Alabama or in Texas. And then you drive to the Midwest and all of a sudden it's, uh, it doesn't want to work anymore because it doesn't have that winter blend fuel. Uh, you know, if I buy my, if I buy my diesel for this up here, I'm probably going to be okay. But if I go to, if I go down to Georgia or Florida and then drive back home and I've, I can go 700 miles on a tank. Yeah. uh, When it gets up here and it's real cold, it's not going to go well. Yeah. It's going to gel up on you. All right. Uh, special thanks to the patrons, uh, that make this all happen. Uh, $50 or more a month. That is Anthony Meyer of uh, a different breed trucking. Uh, it's been fun watching him uh, this winter staying out ahead of the storm. He was really his trucking company. Yeah, I think he's a different breed. Oh. Uh, he, uh, he's moving those FedEx packages. Uh, but uh, he was down in Tampa making fun of all of us when, when the big storm came through. Of course, that's what uh, nice for him. And then, uh, of course, the wonderful Christy Avery, the, uh, the Norwex dealer to the stars and uh, everybody else. Up in Fort Wayne. I saw it was 81 degrees in Miami today. I am so ready for a uh, a, a, a Caribbean beach break. Uh, don't know if I'll get in the water. I don't care where I go. But if I'm on, if I'm somewhere where it's 85 degrees, uh, that is a net positive of 90 degrees compared to where it was this week. there will be water and it won't be yeah. frozen. It won't, we won't be walking on it. <laughs> All right. You got any final thoughts for us, D-Square? Um, I just... Also, I want to go back to the start of the episode and give a shout out to Westwood because I love this part. I think it's awesome. This is really cool. Um, I've never experienced walking on ice like this before, so that was fun. It was a biblical experience, walking on water. It's a great day. Yeah. I, uh, I, now that you've done this, I fully expect you to go full Dakota Davis and to buy an ice shanty and a, uh, a drill, an auger, as they say in the business. Uh, some buckets and some little ice, fish, ice fishing poles and uh, go out to Summit or come out here and uh, see you uh, see us slay some uh, some bluegill. See, I was, Audrey and I were talking about this. Um, when I think that it, I, we've talked about this on the show before. Whenever we were in Michigan, it's like at least up there you have 
reliable winter recreation to where you know I'm going to buy a snowboard because I know that I'm going to use it at least 10 or 12 times this winter season. I'm going to buy an ice fishing tent because I enjoy fishing and I get to go out ice fishing. We don't get hard freezes like this. We get this once every presidential election cycle. Right. To where it lasts for a few days like it has this time. Yeah. Some, we'll get really hard deep freezes where it dips below zero, but then in three days it's back to 40. Yep. Yeah, we've been, we've legit been a freezer icebox uh, for for a week. And this is what it takes to do this. Next week it's going to go away. So it literally, it's basically like between now and Sunday is your big chance. Uh, and then it's going to push away. It's going to rain next week. This ice will turn to absolute death trap. Uh, and it'll probably be open water by the end of next week. And then, uh, it'll have to happen again. And between you and me and, uh, Jackson over here, I hope it doesn't happen again this year. I want mid fifties and just moderate temperatures until, uh, until spring. That's where I'm voting. That's my vote. So with that, uh, thanks for listening. This is fun. Good time. Something different. Uh, thanks for bearing with us. We will be back, uh, Thursday of next week with something incredible. We'll see you then.